Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Pirate Ship Heron. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff Pirate, but like the internet, Kowalski. <laughs> I'm Louisa Blunderbuss Heron. You should have said Pirate. Like... <laughs> no, I won't. No, like, like, no like the, the bad guys from the Nutcracker? <laughs> oh no, pirates? I was thinking like... They're definitely, they're definitely rats. Are they also pirates is the question. Are they soldiers of a foreign army in a dig against that country? I don't know, but I feel like that could be true. Is that true? I just I'm just asking rat, questions. <laughs> there's a rat king that seems to be opposed to the Nutcracker, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, the Nutcracker's definitely a soldier. It, mm. Now, sure, you yes. think it's a rat king, but it's actually just ten rats who got tangled up by the tail. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. That would be a pretty awesome ballet if they're all tied together. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's no one playing the rat K, it's just all the extra rats like stand on each other's shoulders. You know, leftover rats <laughs> that I you mean, have around the, your theater. The only way to make ballet uh relevant to the modern culture, I think, is to make it way harder. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what Cirque du Soleil is, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. That's a really good point, Jeff. <laughs> well, thank you. That's the first time I've ever heard that from you or, or anyone on this podcast. <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> now I feel like I'm on blast. <laughs> uh <laughs> Matt, oh, what man, actually, what we were talking about before Rat Kings. <laughs> actually, my thing from this week ties into this conversation very well. Oh, Matt, what did Perfect. you uh, do this week? Uh, I was asking him before so. he interrupted by trying to get us to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this week, uh, we, me and Jen, found out that uh, the Metropolitan Opera in New York is doing a thing where they're showing for free on their streaming app one of their famous operas every night uh, as a way to, like, raise money during the quarantine and also get people to stay home during the quarantine. Uh, and it's very cool, and it's I hope that they get a lot of donations out of it, and almost all of the operas that they're showing are ones that I've literally never heard of. But... <laughs> On Friday, they played uh, La Traviata, which is a, a, a an opera I've heard of but never seen, and so I watched mm. it. Guys, it's really good. Also, it's just Moulin Rouge. It's the plot of Moulin Rouge, but an opera. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that one of the uh, stable operas that are meant to be for a an amazing um, uh, prima donna? Yes, for sure. It, okay. It's the, I've seen maybe four operas in my life, um, and this is the one that was the most female forward of all of them. Mm-hmm. I know Carmen is also very female forward, although I have not yeah. seen that one. Uh, Mary Wise of Windsor, surprisingly misogynistic. <laughs> Considering oh, well, it's I'm not about surprised. women, theoretically, <laughs> uh, I would not be surprised. <laughs> yes, well, they are it, they are wives specifically. That's true. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. They're being it's defined about by their ah. Did men. you know though the word wife just meant woman in old English, but it's mm. come to mean a married woman. Wow, that's why like fish wife is just a woman who sells fish. I thought it was a woman who had sex with fish. <laughs> no, you're thinking Wait. of the dream of the uh, fisherman's wife. Is that <laughs> That painting's called. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the at famous all. Japanese. Oh, it's not a painting. It's probably a woodcut. 
of the woman having sex with an octopus, you know. Uh, okay. I thought you were talking about that t-shirt of the guy fishing and a fish is sucking dick. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about and I don't want to. <laughs> you guys, wait, Jeff, do you know what I'm talking about? Jeff, uh, you must know. No, but I've looked up this piece of art and it is much filthier than I expected it to I be. Mean, oh, I mean, how have you never seen it before? Jeff. I wouldn't call it a piece of art. It's like a big Johnson t-shirt. No, not that one. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty good. Oh, man. That's the anyway. reality of this podcast. A reference to a ancient and well-known piece of world art. Pornography. And a t-shirt. <laughs> yep. Old pornography versus new pornography. <laughs> mm, exactly. It's all connected if you think about it. It's just a matter of perspective. Anyway, speaking of old pornography, uh, so La Traviata is mm-hmm. uh, Isn't that about- Judy Dench played in Cats? No, that's Deuteronomy. <laughs> yeah. It's a good joke, though. Um, yeah, I was going to make a joke about the new pornographers, but I don't know literally any of their songs. So I can't. Electric Version is good. No, that's the one I know from Rock Band. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's becoming a theme on this show, Jeff. <laughs> oh, come anyway. on. You only know that song from Rock Band 2, probably. Uh, I know it from uh, our friend in college, Andy Wolf, being a fan of new pornographers, and then that being the only song he wanted to play on Rock Band for a long time. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Rock Band, yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, so La Traviata is about a woman who's a prostitute who gets consumption. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, but it's about how she's like, well, now that I'm dying, I guess I'm just gonna have the best party ever for two weeks till I die. And then she falls in love with a dude, and then she ends up not doing a party and instead being in love for a while, and then some very tragic shit happens. And it seems like the message is, don't bother falling in love, just have a really good time. (laughs) Sounds about right. Does she cough, does she cough suspiciously into a, a... Handkerchief? Na- uh, handkerchief, yeah. I was gonna say napkin. That's not right. <laughs> I mean, it is a party. Um, no, but, I mean, if we're gonna get into this, it's actually very uh, clever. The The score is scored such that she continually hits the high notes that you'd expect from a diva, but then those notes are cut off a lot because it's supposed to imply she's short of breath because of consumption. Hmm. That's pretty good. I love the theme of a lot of operas and stage shows, which is we have to put on a show in the show (laughs) so there's a fun show to see. Yeah, so I wanted to get into this. So, yes, every ballet that I've ever been to has that part like mm-hmm. in the middle of the second act where they're like, hey, I know that some major shit's going on, but we want to show you dances from around the world real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I know you're a wizard and you turned this woman into a swan and now she's dying. But before we get into that, look at what they do in Russia. Here's some dances from Russia, etc. Mm-hmm. Like um, that one where they sit down and kick their legs out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Hmm. Maybe. I don't That's even know. That's a cool one. I like it. Yeah, it's it pretty good. C- cool one. There's, I think it was the Spanish one in, um, th- like in Swan Lake, there is like explicitly a scene like this. And they have this one that's, I don't know if it's Russian or Spanish, but whatever dance it is, it's like a girl doing a pirouette like 106 times in a row or something. Mm. It's so crazy. It looks like she's going to die. (laughs) 
Uh, you'd have to worry about all your blood just going out to your extremities and then yeah. your feet, right? Yeah, I I genuinely don't know how they do it. And then there's that famous part where all of the girls are swans and they're like dancing in formation with their feet interlaced. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, I do. Uh, and that part, you're also watching it like, someone's going to die here. I'm about to watch a human die. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Um, it Which is probably much... the main draw of Cirque du Soleil as well, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I, I I would much prefer to see someone die doing, like, ballet or Cirque du Soleil than, like, one of the other reasons that people die on stage, like being in the Spider-Man play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, did anyone die from being in the Spider-Man play? I know four people broke their backs. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure some dancers broke their spines from being flipped around the theater on wires. Yep. But... Well, you give them those Dr. Octopus spines, and then you can put them in the sequel. Mm, Oh, but they might go insane. Oh, that's true. There's a 50% chance you're gonna go insane if you get that Have have they done in the Spider-Man comics yet a comic where all of the people who played Spider-Man in the vi- in the Broadway show become villains <laughs> to fight against Spider-Man? That would be pretty good. I would like that a lot. Because they've established in the Spider-Man universe that the Spider-Man comics exist already. They tried Weird. to get, um, they tried to, when they did Spider-Verse that had all the Spider-Mans in it, they yes. couldn't, they couldn't work out the rights issues to allow, uh, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans to, like, be on panel in the comic book. That sucks. <laughs> they had to have one, uh, one Spider-Man was like, yeah, I just talked to a guy over there who looked just like the kid from Seabiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> It's a fun workaround. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, if you guys, if anyone likes opera, which I know is, I'm like extremely narrow casting now, but <laughs> I like opera. I think it's very good. And there's some good stuff in there. I mean, everyone knows the drinking song from La Traviata, so you can at least enjoy that. How's that go? That's the one that's like, um, ugh, why can't I remember it now? Because mm, you're trying to think of it, that's why. We're all yeah, having no, bad memory I've ha- days I've had today. it stuck in my head for like a, like three days now. Uh, hold on, I need to look this up now. <laughs> uh, mm. It's the, the very, very famous song from this. That goes, the only opera I really know is Phantom of the Opera. Because uh, insane. <laughs> what opera was he the Phantom of? Uh, uh, oh shit! What's Paris, it called? The yeah, Paris Opera. But it, it has a name uh, in the play, the Opera de something. What is it? <laughs> Paris Opera de yeah. Paris. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Now I feel like Matt, anyway, up your thing. The drinking song goes the one that goes da 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 Hey, have a good time. Let's all get drunk and make out because we're all going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah. They chose it specifically for um, this time <laughs> for the pandemic, did they? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they did. So they they asked people, they asked their fans, like, which ones do you want to see during the quarantine? And this was the number one fan pick because of how it is relevant to the current situation. Uh, well, Louisa, what's opera with you? <laughs> Wait, I, before we move on, yes. speaking of Phantom of the Opera, did you watch the the Love Never Dies stage show that they put out for free that everyone's <laughs> oh talking God. about? Oh, I need to. 
I don't know anything about Phantom of the Opera, but I love the idea of him making a disaster sequel to it 40 years later. In Coney Island! (laughs) A, it's set in Coney Island. B, as far as I can tell, everyone who knows Andrew Lloyd Webber said he made it specifically to be bad because he hates Phantom of the Opera fans, and whether or not that's true, it's hilarious. Uh, he was very sincere in making Cats, which is the worst piece of art uh, in world history, so I'm not sure that he could intentionally make something bad. (laughs) I mean, look, he's definitely made a couple things that are good and a lot of things that are bad. I do think that he could- I mean, I already don't particularly like Phantom of the Opera, but it's fine. But I don't know that you could make something as bad as Love Never Dies without being intentionally trying to antagonize the people who love the thing that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. I know he wrote Phantom of the Opera for his wife at the time to star in, basically. Mm. That makes sense. uh, Yeah, it really does. So I was looking up, it's the Palais Garnier that is the name of the Mm. opera house. Well, I just want to say that it's weird how many people were horny for the Phantom, a literal murderer, and so mm-hmm. I understand why Andrew Lloyd Webber would want to antagonize those people. Listen, mm. we talk about the Universal Monsters all the time, so I don't see why you find it hard to believe. Yeah, I don't want to make out with of most the of Universal them. Monsters. <laughs> the only one I want to make out with is Wolfman. That is obvious, and no one needs to even question that, because we all know why. I can tell your disgust at Phantom of the Opera fans means you haven't been paying attention attention to the Star Wars fandom for the past five years, because boy, they are really horny for that school shooter, uh, the bad guy Kylo Ren. Oh yes, that's true. <laughs> I thought you meant a literal school shooter, and I was very upset for I mean, moment. he did literally, like, burn down a school of Jedis. Yeah. As yeah. his grandfather did before him, right? Yeah, pe- yeah <laughs> and people were, were uh, would be hornier for Anakin if those movies were better. <laughs> Well, yes. But they are still a little horny for him. I feel like everyone is extremely horny for Kylo Ren, mainly because they want Adam Driver's weird but somehow handsome face. Oh, everything about Adam Driver is because he has a six-pack and is like 6'3". He's giant and so odd-looking, and the fact that he's hot is baffling to everyone. Yeah, I don't know. If people ask me point-blank, is he attractive? No, I don't think he is. But then I'm like, he's got, like, magnetism or something? I don't know what it is. He's very good at acting is part of it, definitely. (laughs) What's, What's so bizarre is that, like, in a weird way, it seems like... Okay, do you guys know who Martin Starr is? Yes. It feels like Adam Driver is like if Martin Starr had a monkey's paw and wished to be a leading man. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like Martin Starr still- is Adam Driver's Wario. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like he's more like Waluigi to uh, Adam Driver's Wario. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, you can't mention two of that group without mentioning the other two, so now we need a Luigi and a uh, Waluigi. Uh, Chris Evans feels like a Mario to me. What? In this this equation. I'm saying Wario is Adam Driver, Waluigi is Martin Starr, now we need to come up with Mario and Luigi. (laughs) No, no, here we are. That's not any sense! I I have it, everyone. Uh Uh-huh. The... Mario in the scenario is Oscar Isaac, and the Luigi is Adam Driver. The Wario is TJ Miller, and the Waluigi is Martin Starr. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I accept it. (laughs) Alright. Yeah, that's fine. I just googled Martin Starr, TJ Miller was one of the related searches. (laughs) 
Have they done things together? Yeah, Yeah. in Silicon Valley together. Oh, yes. Really, TJ Miller is probably Seth Rogen's Wario. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're getting getting deep into a rabbit hole here. (laughs) Yeah, we are. This is like Jesse Plemons being the Wario (laughs) Matt Damon. (laughs) No, he's just wrong aspect ratio Matt Damon. (laughs) Wait, now I need to look up Jesse Plemons. I occasionally, uh, jokingly call him Fat Damon, uh, because he's a slightly chubbier Matt Damon. Oh, yes, okay. I mean, yeah. So, if Matt Damon is Super Mario World Mario, then Jesse Plemons would be Super Mario Land Mario. How about that? He's got, like, a weird body shape. Yeah, he's Weird Mario from Mario Maker, the long one. (laughs) You know, Long Mario. No, I don't. You don't know about Weird Mario? I don't know that at all no. either, but it's funny. Uh, it is, uh, you, you get a hey, weird- everyone, I'm here to DJ this set. I'm called DJ Long Mario. <laughs> you get a, a, occasionally you get a mushroom that is long and weird, and okay. it makes Mario look like this image that I'm gonna put in the chat right now. <laughs> Um, so you're and, saying I shouldn't just Google Long Mario? Because uh, that, I did already. that didn't do it at all. Oh, I'm just trying to hack into my computer. <laughs> his <laughs> name is his name is Weird Mario, not Long Mario. Okay, I see what I think you're gonna send us, but also I've see, I'm seeing a lot of uh, doll sim style Mario stretching. Oh no! The fire! Oh, oh no! Is it for horny reasons? Uh, I I'm mean, upset. how could it not be? Yeah. There's also a sign here that says "Legalize Gay Bowser," and I don't know what that means, but I definitely agree with it. Yeah, you should get yeah. into that Kickstarter. Who outlawed Gay Bowser in the first place? I don't know. Uh, Jeff just sent me an error one oh one one access denied. God damn the it! This website does not allow hot linking to the okay. resource uh, wp-content slash upload slash skinny mario dot jpeg. I figured it out. <laughs> Oh, he's creepy. I see him now. Yeah. I yeah. like it. No, thanks. You should have just said Slender Mario, because that's what he is. He's Slenderman Mario. I'm yeah. pretty sure his official name is Weird Mario. Anyway, what was he all about then? He's in Super Mario Maker for some reason? He's in Super Mario Maker sometimes when you get a normal uh, mushroom instead of being normal, it is long and skinny and turns you into this Mario instead. What does he do, though? He's I like just idea- big. <laughs> I like the idea that in the Mario world, when you eat a mushroom, it makes you bigger, but not in the same way every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I also, in my look up for long Mario, I found a lot of Im- images for long-haired Mario, and that's extremely <laughs> oh, good. no. <laughs> I would love if you ate a mushroom and just your hair got real long. <laughs> What other uh, what other things could we make Mario eat that would make him different in a fun way? <laughs> mm, well, there's the Alice in Wonderland, the tea cakes, and the little potions. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? Uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much that's what the, the mushrooms thing, are already, yeah. yeah. Eat, she also eats a mushroom that does the same thing to her. In I that, mushroom did in something that. else. I don't remember what, though. Mm, what if we had one that just made him cry a lot? He eats an onion and he cries all the time. <laughs> yeah, what about that? <laughs> yeah, that, no, I do like that. I do like the idea of crying Mario. Yeah. Can he shoot his tears out at enemies? What if he just turns the level into a water stage? Yeah, there it is. Perfect. Oh Great. man, I, I just came up with the listen, uh who's in charge of Nintendo these days? 
Doug uh, Bowser. You are with Mario Maker. You need to get on there and make this level better. Yeah. I don't think you can make your own power-ups. <laughs> are you sure, though? You haven't tried. Yeah, have you tried? I guess I need to learn Unity or whatever. Oh, man. Yes. The <laughs> the original weird Mario at E3 was just the normal little sprite stretched stretched out to be tall. Blech. It's not nearly as upsetting as the one that they ended up with. <laughs> So, Louisa, this week you did Long Mario? Is that the thing you did? She's making Chris's recipe, Long Cheesy Mario's. (laughs) You do that if you get the right pasta shape, huh? (laughs) Yeah, there probably are Super Mario pastas. There definitely are. There were when we were kids, for sure. I don't know if there still are, though. I would imagine around the time of Mario cereal coming back that they did, like, Mario Mm. mac and cheese. They they definitely had the ones that were in SpaghettiOs, but I guess you'd have to... Well, with Chris's recipe, it's just ketchup, which is basically SpaghettiO sauce. Yeah. I was going to say, if you wanted those noodles, though, you'd have to, like, uh, strain them and then rinse them like beans out of a can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pull over for any rocks or clumps of dirt. <laughs> yeah, SpaghettiOs are grown naturally. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So this week, uh, I played a lot of uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, I know Matt doesn't want to hear it, but I Correct. do like the online functionality, because I've dipped into that more this week, of visiting other people's islands, and then visiting you, and then giving each other gifts. Because the nice thing about this game is how much of it is collecting things for different sets, and there are so many ways to collect so many different things that it's nice to then be able to trade them to friends. Yep. So I really like that. Someone visited me this morning and gave me one of the uh, garden gnomes that I didn't have yet, so now I have six different kinds of gnomes. Nice. I'm very excited. Uh, I keep getting... Um... I keep giving all of my friends anxiety because I will just send people things and not expect anything in return because it's just a video game and it's not real. Uh, and people are like, oh, I didn't get you anything. I'm like, I don't care. It's a video game. Who cares? <laughs> I like snooping in people's houses to see what they're collecting and then seeing if I can send them some of the things that they're missing. Yeah. My uh, house in Animal Crossing. Crocs. What's that? Yeah, you can wear Crocs. Do you think I could pull off Crocs? Yes. Yes? Why do you want to? Uh, I'm just shopping on Amazon because I don't give a shit about what they're <laughs> doing. So. Hey, can I buy- don't give a shit about your opera, but I paid attention. Yeah, you can buy Crocs yeah. on Animal Crossing. Hey, Louisa, if I talk about an opera every week for the next month, then you can start shopping on Amazon, goddammit. You I might. Pay attention. It's all you, it's all you got going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ah, so, no, it's just nice to um, have a way to play a game with other people that's unlike basically any other video game I can think of. I am surprised to hear that Nintendo implemented an online functionality that wasn't severely terrible bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, but it does work pretty well. No, I mean, just the things that you've complained about before, like it takes a while and you have to sync up with other people arriving at the island and whatever, but... Yeah, I was able to visit Louise's Island twice today and it was, uh, you know, not a a burden to me or her. Yeah, The The folks at Polygon did a stream yesterday, a couple days ago, of them all visiting each other's islands, and I had to stop watching because every time they went to a new island, they all had to spend, like, 11 minutes getting coordinated of, like, okay, I gotta go through all this text of this dodo saying the same fucking thing (laughs) over and over again, and then, like, put in the code and do all this shit, and it's like, it's just baffling that they couldn't have just had a menu and you click on it, and then that's where you go. I think they might be thinking more about children playing the game, because there's a lot of double-checking with things before you make permanent changes, and I think maybe that's why. 
But that is such a wrong-headed move because the people who are going to skip past that text are children. <laughs> like, uh, the th- you can't make a child be more responsible by explaining to them in long-worded text messages because especially kids today are used to just, like, clicking as fast as they can through dialogue boxes. Uh, kids That's today, am game. I right? Yeah, yeah, goddamn kids. God damn it. Like, Every literally every website that kids want to go to these days, they have to click a disclaimer saying that they're an adult. So they're used to that already. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that good, but... I think that all Nintendo games <clears throat> should have a uh, a thing you check at the beginning, like, "Hey, are you some dumbass child, or have you been playing this game for twenty years?" <laughs> um, yeah, be- I know you want that with Pokemon. You don't want those tutorials. <sighs> I yeah. desperately need. I need it with Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> the only way to skip you could skip the catching a Pokemon tutorial for the first time ever in the new ones only if you noticed that Pokeballs secretly got added to your inventory and you went. <laughs> And caught a Pokemon before the tutorial. Yeah, yes. I was incredibly furious to find that out after I'd already gone through the tutorial, and I was just like, you fucking- after after years of me wanting this, you did it to me in the worst way possible, Nintendo. <laughs> God, it's just, like, I, I don't- I understand that these games are for children. I don't need them to be catered to me, but I would like to have the option to turn off all the features that are just for children. Yeah, that would be nice. It's just very bizarre how much Nintendo wants to be like, are you sure you want to go online? Are you really sure? What if it's, what if you're online and someone says a, a like a, a sweary word to you? Are you sure you're okay with that? Like, yeah, Nintendo, fine. Actually, you know, I do kind of like that they care about me that much. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of nice. No, Twitter should not- ask me that many questions <laughs> before I log on. <laughs> There's a there is a difference between caring about you and patronizing you, and Nintendo definitely goes into patronizing <laughs> space. No, yeah. I like it that if anyone comes to my island and they're wearing a t-shirt with a drawing of a dick on it, I can report them <laughs> through Nintendo. <laughs> well, I love those features. You could have that without having to go through, what is it, like, it's literally like 11 dialogue boxes or something with that d- dodo every time. Mm, I like that dodo, though. He's my friend. <sighs> That's, mm, that's true. He is Louise's friend. <laughs> I mean, clearly you enjoy the game and I don't, so your opinion is more valid, but, like, fucking... It's just... It's interminable to watch. That's fine. Uh, yeah. One one last thing about Animal Crossing before I assume we move on. Uh, Kabuki was wearing a shirt you designed today, Louisa. Yay! Which shirt? Mastodon. Oh, awesome. That's pretty good. So, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I've started trying to slip the t-shirt I have, which is for the state of Delaware, that I made into people's uh, stores when I go visit now. <laughs> Oh, Sally Field has a new autobiography. Uh, but she went crazy. Didn't she go super right-wing? Did she? Oh, no. I thought so. What's the title of the autobiography? In Pieces? Mm, yeah, that's pretty right-wing. <laughs> <laughs> a million little pieces. That would be the power move, right? You completely uh, plagiarize a book that was about a made-up story? Yeah. <laughs> Don't even no, do it, a replace. I just came up with the same story, because it was made up, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh... She got arrested in December for being at a climate change protest, so she's probably not super right-wing. Okay, that's good. Maybe it's a, a different older lady I was hearing about. I mean, I, I hope Susan not. I like Sarandon her. Sarandon went fucking insane in the left-wing way, but maybe also right-wing? Man, we live in a weird time, huh? Yeah, when people are like, we should smash the government because they, they are just hoarding money. And you're like, yeah, and they're like, and we shouldn't have vaccines anymore. And like, oh, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not that one, though. It's it's wild that those two statements 
can be believed by the same person so fervently. Yeah, I guess that's what a libertarian is. You're just like, fuck everything. Yeah. <laughs> Burn yeah. everything down. They don't want to be oppressed by a duly elected government. They want to be oppressed by a private corporation that exploits <laughs> their workers. Yeah, mm-hmm. how, how else are we ever going to get to that video game future <laughs> where there's one evil corporation ruling everything? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's run by Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I want to say I don't know or think that Susan Sarandon is against vaccines. That was just an example. I don't want people to think like, oh, she thinks that? No. Yeah, I she... think she's good, actually. Uh, I don't think... I wouldn't go that far. Didn't she say, no, like... Oh, she no. did endorse Jill Stein in 2016. She endorsed Jill Stein, and she did say in an interview at one point that she would rather vote for Donald Trump than Hillary Clinton. So... Maybe she was an accelerationist, though. Mm, uh-huh. Is that good? Is that something we want to come out in favor of? Mm, at this point, maybe. <sighs> no. I can't, I can't personally be in favor of accelerationism, but I definitely see the appeal. Yeah. <laughs> when when Same. the fire has gotten so big that all of your attempts to uh, put it out have been stymied by other people who are pretending to try put it out, yeah, throwing gas on it does seem really appealing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, but I feel like if you don't have a concrete next step in mind, it's kind of a bullshit dick move. Oh, like, the next step is yeah. we just do communism. <clears throat> How? Yeah, you know, that's not no, a step. You just, you just that's do not it. a step. That's a t-shirt. No, no, no you just so you're do not it. Jeff, Jeff says you just do it, see? Okay. (laughs) Ah, It's fine, we don't have to talk about this anymore. At Animal Crossing, there is no politics, so. (laughs) Oh, well, that's the only thing that I'd want out of it. Out of a video game? Yeah. You can't can't run for president of your island or whatever? No. Oh, you're mayor in New Leaf. Yeah, but not anymore. Any politics? Not anymore, though. No mayor. You ousted Tortimer, who has to go live on an island now. Elba. (laughs) What? You have guards to guard him at all times. Yeah. Uh, that was a very funny joke that Jeff didn't get, so... Jeff, yeah, you're I'm a history stupid. teacher, Jeff. Yeah, I teach American history. Damn it. This, yeah. uh, Elba's the island that uh, Napoleon got exiled to. Mm. So anyway, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I made a waffle on Monday. Mm. It was pretty goddamn good. <laughs> I'd um, gladly pay you Tuesday for a waffle on Monday. Oh, man, that's just reminding me that I want to spend a week eating nothing but hamburgers again. (laughs) On a waffle bun? (laughs) Ooh. Uh, That doesn't Mm. sound very good. If you made a savory waffle and you served a hamburger on it, uh, I guarantee people in Brooklyn would be eating it within a week. I actually was considering doing savory waffle next time because the recipe, the sugar was optional, and it mm-hmm. it wasn't a very sweet waffle anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so even if I did add the sugar, I feel like I still could do like a ham and cheese waffle and it would be fine. I mean, that's yeah, just a Monte Cristo at that point. Um, yeah, put some yeah, raspberry so. jam on there also. Um, but I followed this recipe from thekitchen.com, that is uh, kitchen without an E, uh, for overnight yeasted waffles. Mm, after I gave you a recipe that you asked for, no, you before, used a different recipe I, that said, damn it. No, I started using, I started before, you didn't get back to me fast enough. Damn it. <laughs> um, but I, um, it is pretty much the same recipe. I halved it, and I still had enough dough for, like, three waffles, uh, but with spillage, I managed to make two waffles. That's um, pretty good. Have you guys been able to find yeast lately? I've been looking, and, I mean, like, I'm not urgently in search of yeast, but I keep wanting to make bread, and I can't find yeast anywhere. Yeah, I actually. have a bunch. Uh, I was at the store, and they had 
uh, last week I was able to get regular yeast out of one of those little boxes of packets that was like half full. So they had, I don't know, 10 packets left and I got mm-hmm. one of them. And then this week at a different store, uh, they had Red Star yeast packets instant, which I was what I really wanted. So I got those. But they also had those little jars that's just like loose yeast. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe it's coming back because they had a decent amount. It was complete. That that whole section of my store and Target were both completely cleared out. All the flour, all the yeast. Yeah. Are people yep. like reverting to medieval economies in this time? Pretty I much. think because uh, so many people are trying like baking to fill their time, and yeah. flour is cheap in South Jersey, where no one knows how to do anything except manicures. Yeah. Yeah. They're are learning. Everybody doing- got internet. Guys, are people doing bread manicures? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh man. <laughs> oh. Is that where you file your nails with like a hard bread stick or <laughs> No, no, it's where you replace your fingernails with bread. Yeah. So that's pleasurable t- to chew your nails. <laughs> I'm imagining a tiny loaf of bread on each of your fingernails. Mm, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> stupid. Dumb. It is, it is stupid. You've been outvoted. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we both um. think delicious. But uh, the reason I bought yeast last weekend, this week, basically was because those shelves were empty, and I saw some, and I'm like, I want some as well, then. Like, it is that scarcity uh, mindset where you're like, yeah, I do want that, actually, because it's almost gone. Yeah, I suppose. Also, the prices for yeast on, like, Amazon are fucking insane. I'm not paying, what is it, like, $7 for a little envelope of yeast? That's, yeah, no. That's insane. You should uh, see I, if you can get one of those little jars. Because most recipes will tell you in teaspoons anyway. They don't really say packet, so. I, I had one of those Red Star jars for a while, and it never worked very well. Mm. Like, the yeast, maybe it was just expired or something? I don't know, but, like, even hmm. from the very first time I used it, it I didn't get much of a rise. I so, am suspicious of the concept of yeast expiring now, because I've had the same uh, package of bulk instant yeast for six years, <laughs> and it still works. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, like, I've had many bread failures, I've talked about it, but sometimes when I make it and I follow everything correctly, even measuring the temperature of the liquid with a thermometer, and it doesn't work at all, I feel like it's gotta be the yeast, because what else could it be? Yeah, maybe. Um, I think part of it also is that all of those yeasts that are, like, in a jar or whatever tell you to keep it in the fridge um, after opening it, Mm -hmm. and then the yeast is asleep, I guess, or something, and it takes so long to reactivate, and I never know how long to leave it to bloom until before I start baking. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, this instant yeast was vacuum-steeled and kept in a freezer, so it probably just, like, got cryogenically frozen like Walt Disney. Yeah, that's right. Nope. How did that uh, rumor get started? Because <laughs> he's not. He's barely. Yeah, no, he's not. He's absolutely not. <laughs> but it's very but he pervasive. Was, he was a futurist, you can tell, because of the fact that he had that uh, 1950s rocket ship in his park until the 70s. Yes. I mean, that's all well and good. We all love that. But, uh... <laughs> Do we? There were people who actually were cryogenically frozen. <laughs> so why is he the mascot of that? Oh, he was actually cremated. Yeah. I thought he was buried. Okay. No, Wikipedia says he was cremated. I'm going to look up a list of people, famous people who've been cryogenically frozen. There was a baseball player, and it wasn't his wishes, but his it was his family's like idea to do this, and people were really upset, is all I know about that. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't say anything about where this rumor started, but the link I got was just simple English Wikipedia, <laughs> not regular Wikipedia. Hmm, it linked strange. me to the Snopes, 
Ted no. Williams, U.S. Okay. baseball player. Okay, yeah. Uh, is this how I'm finding out that Ted Williams died? <laughs> and he's frozen somewhere? I gotta or maybe get him. his head is frozen? Apparently he didn't. He explicitly didn't want to be frozen, mm. and two of his three children did it anyway, and his third child sued them and lost. So yeah. that's weird. That is very weird. Oh, and his son also uh, is cryogenically frozen. The one that pushed for him to be frozen because he owns a cryogenic freezing company. Damn. Awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, what weird. if it works? <laughs> what if you are just a head? <laughs> and, but they haven't figured out the technology to add anything to it? Like, they can bring your head back, but that's it? Yeah. Oh, man. They, uh, they, you know, they froze some dogs or something and brought those back. Yeah, but not just their heads. No, I'm not saying just their heads. That was Louisa's joke. No, it's not a joke. They did that to Ted Williams. Yeah. It's just his head. Just yeah. his head? Yeah. That's the thing Why? that I think is so wild about cryogenic freezing, is that people are like, well, we're going to freeze you and bring you back. We're pretty sure we'll figure out how to do that in the future. Also, I guess just your head. We're yeah. pretty sure we'll also figure out how to, I guess, make you a robot body in the future? Like, <laughs> yeah. What? We're Pretty close. Insane. We're we're probably close to being able to revive somebody who's been cryogenically frozen. Like I can foresee that happening in the next fifty years. Making a whole new body for someone is is the distantest of distant science fiction. I didn't know that it was his son who owned the company because I know it's a lot cheaper to get just your head frozen. I thought that's why they did it. But if it was his fucking company, why didn't he freeze his whole father? As near as I can tell from this, like, listicle, so it doesn't have a whole lot of details, it seems uh-huh. like the son owned a company that was for cryogenic frozen of just freezing of just heads. Uh, and then okay. to drum up business, he was like, look, I'll even do it to my dad. And then the other person was like, yeah. the the other child was like, you can't, you can't cut off our dad's head for your yeah. business. That so. other child passed the test of Solomon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't cut off your father's head and freeze it just for your business. Yeah. Ugh. That's how you could tell that was the real child. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that was a fake child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, is it wiki time? Did I talk yeah. enough about that waffle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get All into right. it. Let's get into it. Oh, I'm shopping on yeah. Amazon for yeast, and they don't have any. Ugh. Our friend Leah got yeast on eBay. She said, "I don't want to. I don't want to bid for yeast. That's too <laughs> dystopian for my taste." They have buy it now. Mm, I don't know. This is an exciting one. Do you have near you, Matt, this is a serious suggestion, a grocery store that's kind of run down? Because I found at the super fancy Wegmans that I go to near work, which I've been going to on off weeks, everything Mm -hmm. staple is fucking sold out. (laughs) You can only Mm -hmm. get weird things. But if you go to the local crummy Acme, they have all the staples because not that many people shop there. Does it say crummy Acme on the sign? That's weird. It's implied. (laughs) (laughs) When you see the outside of the building. (laughs) So there are two shop rights near me, which is where I usually do my grocery shopping, and they're probably the crummiest grocery stores near me. There's a there's a Wegmans a little further away, and a Whole Foods. You should try also, shop right. I've also heard if you go to like uh like a different like a health food store or a, like a European grocery store or some kind of weird specialty store like that, they usually have a bunch of essentials still. Yeah, but if I go to a European grocery store, the flower is going to have like ladies' boobs all over it or whatever. Yeah, you have to drive your shopping cart on the opposite side of the aisle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, Jeff. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my lady's boobs is not good enough for you? Fine. <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't know where I can go with that one, except that you'd bring a sharpie <laughs> to draw a bra on them. <laughs> well, there you go. I love this. Puritanism. Yeah. Uh, when the flower gets imported, you have to draw angry eyes and a bra on the women on the packaging. <sighs> okay, let's go. Speaking of, speaking of angry eyes with a localization, we've got the Nintendo Wiki. Yeah, Yay. I'm going to get extremely furious because we're definitely going to talk about Animal Crossing some more in this episode. <laughs> uh, so I'm seeing a plain white background. Yep. Uh, and then the header is red. It says Nintendo in white on red, which is their logo, like they usually do. It just says Nintendo Wiki Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Nintendo Wiki, your gateway to information on everything Nintendo, from the arcades and the NES to the Nintendo 3DS and the Nintendo Switch. This wiki-based system is free and open to the public. You can contribute. Uh, what's interesting is then there's a little uh, quick slideshow like some of these wikis have of current things going on. Uh, there is no Animal Crossing mentioned. We've got Pokemon Sword and Shield, Luigi's Mansion 3, and that fighting game Arms. No, it's Ring Fit Adventure. Yep. I kind of wanted least- to play Ring Fit Adventure, but it's all sold out everywhere because of quarantine. Yeah, it does look cool, yeah. although I feel like if I'm gonna do Ring Fit Adventure, I might as well just get a VR helmet, because it's... Yeah, you're always thinking about that. It's, like, halfway to getting a VR helmet anyway. I should just get a VR helmet. I actually really want one, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you have to get an before. exercise game in VR. What's up? You, ha- you would have to get an exercise game in VR to make Every up Every game it. in VR is an exercise game, Jeff. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, neck exercises. <laughs> you look around. <laughs> That's the part I most want to get jacked. <laughs> I want to get a six pack on my esophagus. Yeah, ladies love a big neck. <laughs> get your neck wider than your head. Uh, I'm gonna just oh, draw abs on my throat. <laughs> uh, if you scroll down to the portals, yeah, um, I like this very that, much. That has Animal Crossing as well. Also, in the recent releases panel on the right side, Animal Crossing is the second one after. Oh yeah, good okay. job. I'm just surprised that they have Pokemon Sword and Shield as, like, the main one. Um, I feel like this is either automatically generated, or they just don't update it very often. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering about that, too. But I like the portals. It's just got gray uh, silhouettes of things, very simple uh, things that you would associate with the franchise. So, like, it's none of the characters. But where it says Mario, it's got, like, a super mushroom, and where it says Zelda, it's got a Triforce. I like this. I think these are the, the Smash Brothers logos that are behind the character's portrait at the bottom. Oh, of yeah, you're okay. right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although I don't know if Slime is actually the one for the Dragon Quest hero or not. It should be. <laughs> I yeah. think it is. I know the FF is for Cloud, who is yeah. inexplicably in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's as explicable as some of the other ones. That's Like Solid fair. Snake. <laughs> yeah, Solid Snake was at least in a game on a Nintendo once. Uh, well, you can play Final Fantasy VII on the Switch right now today, Jeff. Now you can, but you couldn't when Cloud was put in uh, Wii U Smash Bros. It was foreshadowing. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of Chekhov's Gun? Oh, uh, yeah, Chekhov's Cloud Strife. <laughs> Chekhov's Materia. <laughs> Um, I really like this day in history, April 26th. Fuck, Chekhov's Gunblade. Can I... Ah, ah damn it. Yes. Hold on, go back, good. go back, go back. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Have we confused it enough yet? Okay. And yes, I know that Final Fantasy VIII was the one with Gunblades, not seven. <laughs> it's it's so still worth at it. Me. <laughs> Absolutely worth it. Buster Swords. That was seven, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this I is mean, all just pretty... One. Just one Buster Sword. Oh, it's I all pretty good material, guys. 
Uh, as I was saying, this day in history, April 26th in 1991, is when SimCity was released on the Super Famicom in Japan. Ooh. I fucking love SimCity. Later than that, obviously, we didn't get it here then, but... Yeah. Uh, I played a lot of SimCity 2000, and then, because uh, I didn't have yeah. a Super Nintendo... I'm fascinated with the idea that Nintendo themselves did a port of someone else's game. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Uh, like, that was developed first party, which is so weird. Um, Whoa, on this day in 1999, Super Smash Brothers was released on the Nintendo 64 in America. Oh, Pretty cool. Good. Happy birthday, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, we should all uh, play Super Smash Brothers after this. Okay. Louisa, do you have Super Smash Brothers? No, I don't like fighting games. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, I don't think mm. I would. I got it about uh, five weeks later for my eleventh birthday. Mm. Mm, pretty good. It was one of it was like we were gonna go to KB Toy Works with all the money you got, and you get to pick your own gift type of. Do deal. you remember the? terrible commercials for Super Smash Brothers when it came out, of all of the people in... You mean the really good commercial? The, all of the people in, like, um... Mascot costumes. Mascot costumes of the, the Nintendo <laughs> characters, and it was set to the turtles happy together. Yep, I also do remember and love that commercial. It's so <laughs> dumb. It makes I think that, no sense. I think that commercial genuinely sold, like, millions of copies of that game, because it it's, was very weird and funny. Uh, is it funny? It, it's so 90s, is the It's main funny thing to about a kid. It. Yeah, I guess. Seeing, like, a big mascot Mario trip Pikachu and then, like, uh, Stone Cold Stunner him is. That's what every 10 year old wants. <laughs> that was just, a fucking amazing concept for a game. Like, like having your different characters fight each other. This is a great idea. Kids love this. Yeah, it, yeah. It is weird. I would love to hear a transcript of that pitch meeting. Just like, uh, I know, Nintendo, you are notoriously protective of your brands. What about one where they murder each other? <laughs> what about uh, a game where Link puts his sword through Mario's face? <laughs> I, I like, have uh, read up on, and by read up on, I mean watched a lot of videos on, because I can't read because I'm illiterate, um, mm. about the, like, development of Smash Brothers, and they had a fighting game, and were like, man, fighting game characters are hard to come up with. What if we just use all the Nintendo guys? <laughs> we already oh, have all these good. assets, you guys. Yeah. That's probably Nintendo's best asset as a video game company, that they have so many well-recognized and loved characters. Yeah, yeah, I remember when Smash Brothers came out, everyone else tried to do this too, and there was the, like, PlayStation version of it, and they're like, <laughs> ah, you could play as Kratos, or... This guy from Luminous, I guess. You could play yeah. as Pa Rappa the Rapper. Oh, and could you? Solid Snake was in there too, in addition to Smash Brothers. <laughs> He's the Daywalker. <laughs> um, the bad thing, like, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, aside from having a terrible name, the main failing was that it wasn't just a Smash Brothers clone. Like, you had to charge up a super move and use it successfully to kill anyone, and if you missed, you just have to spend five minutes charging it up again. <laughs> Damn. Okay, it's time now for me to read a list of the characters from PlayStation's All-Stars Battle Royale, and you guys yes. try to guess what game they're I'm from. glad that uh, normally we ignore the wiki to talk about Nintendo, but this time, <laughs> because we're <laughs> Nintendo, we're yep. going a different direction. Oh, it really makes you think. True. <laughs> okay, are you guys ready? Yes. 
Jeff, are you cheating? No, I'm not. Are you going to cheat? I promise I will not. Okay, good. Uh, all right, we're going to start easy. Big Daddy. Bioshock. Correct. All right, now Louisa. Okay. Uh, Dante. Dante's Inferno. <laughs> the video game. Very of- close. <laughs> that yeah, is a video still- game, but it was Devil's May- Devil May Cry. Devil's Correct. May yeah, Cry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Louisa, here's a chance for you to re- redeem yourself. Uh-oh. The sequel is Devil's May Jack Cry. Jack and Daxter. Uh, that's the name of their game, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are they a Banjo-Kazooie? Is that what their thing is? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like if Banjo was an anime boy and Kazooie was a little weasel. <laughs> Oh, I thought they were both animals. Okay. Um, okay. Now we're going to get into some weird shit. Uh, Cole McGrath. Uh, infamous. Yeah, good job, Jeff. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, know too much useless stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louisa, how about Sackboy? Oh, is he the little burlap character from... Oh, shit, what was that game called? You almost got it. Yeah, something I, world. Damn it! I'm willing to give her credit for it. It's Little yeah. Big Planet. Oh, but... that's right. But you world. got you got little bit little big head character. Yeah, you, <laughs> little burlap character. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, how about this, Louisa? You you should know this one. Nathan Drake. Uh, Uncharted. Yeah. Okay. That's Good a job. very generic name. It took me a minute. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty weird that you have a game where you can play a sack boy fighting against Nathan Drake, huh? Well, you can yeah. be Kirby fighting against Link and like the big beefy yeah, but- Link. Listen, Kirby and Link are both cartoons, no matter what you tell me, live-action Link fans. Okay. (laughs) The thing is, Nathan Drake and fucking Kratos are both, like, very realistically rendered, Mm -hmm. and to have them fighting against Ratchet and Clank is, like, the weirdest (laughs) shit in the whole world. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like one degree weirder than I think having Solid Snake fight against Princess Daisy. <laughs> yes. Well, Solid Snake doesn't fit. Solid Snake is even less um like appropriate. Yeah, sorry, that's me. I just had to unplug something. He's okay. he's slightly anime, so like he's not yeah. as just he's just a man like Nathan Drake and Cole McGrath. They're, those well, are just guys. The thing is, Cloud Strife, when he started, looked like the the worst drawn cartoon character ever, so I'm willing <laughs> right. to let him slide. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Solid Snake just looks like a man. I mean, you're right, he's slightly anime in a way that, like, I guess Nathan Drake isn't. But yeah. He still doesn't really fit in. No, he doesn't fit at all. I still, uh, I still, uh, agree with you that the PlayStation roster, um, highlights that difference in an insane way. Yes. Oh, man. Was Sonic um, the Hedgehog part of it? No. Yeah, he's in Smash. No, I mean, for this other one, because I'm thinking... Oh, no, I don't think so. If you think of Smash, you probably are going to start thinking, oh, who would be in there? Well, you know, Mario from Super Mario Brothers. Oh, maybe Link would be in there. Like, immediately you're thinking of at least two big names. Are you thinking of any big names for the PlayStation one? I mean, I'll read you all the names. (laughs) Big Daddy, Cole McGrath, Colonel Raddick, uh, Dante, Emmett Graves, Evil Cole McGrath, (laughs) Fat Princess... Uh, Heihachi Mishima, Isaac Clark, Jack and Daxter, Cat and Dusty, Christmas Kratos. palette swap it. <laughs> so here's a list. Here's a full list of those characters that are owned by Sony: Sackboy, mm-hmm. uh, Cole McGrath, and Nathan Drake. 
Yep. And Kratos, actually. So four of the, like, roster of 12 or whatever. So they really don't have any flagship name for that game, huh? I think it was Kratos. Yeah. Although yeah. on the cover of the box, the most fe- featured one is Sackboy. Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> is it? Does it? Why? Little Big, little big Planet was big. I guess so. There are 20 playable characters in this game. Oh, man. They also <laughs> like duds. Yeah. Noriko, Nathan Drake, Parappa the Rapper, Raiden, uh, R- Ratchet and Clank, Sackboy, Sir Daniel Fortesk. What? Sly Cooper. Spike. Oh, that's right. Snake isn't in it himself. It's Raiden instead. Yep. Uh, Sweet Tooth, Toro Inu- In- Inu- Inoue, and hmm. Zeus. All right, then. Zeus is cheating. He didn't invent Zeus. <laughs> He's probably from God of War. It's probably that he Zeus. Is, yes, it's that Zeus. <laughs> but even so, fine. Uh, I got a random page. Yes. Um, You're going to think that it's a video game, because the (laughs) random page is called Pondering Emblem, Uh Uh, but it is not a contemplative remake of Fire Emblem. Aww. It is, uh, the Pondering Emblem is a treasure found in Pikmin 2. Aw, man, I really did want it to be, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is just my essay on the repercu- yeah. the cultural repercussions of Fire Emblem. <laughs> this isn't where you kill people, this is where you reflect on how you yeah. did kill people <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in the NTSC version, it's just a Yoohoo cap. Mm, oh yes, think. I see it. I see the picture. I like in Pikmin and in Chibi Robo, there is licensed garbage. <laughs> Like, you pick up garbage in those games, and it's actual, like, a Doritos bag. Hmm. Is that yeah. a good thing? You like this? I like it because it's so strange. At no point is the product itself there, just its discarded shell. So is the idea of this game, which I haven't played, I haven't ever played a Pikmin, that these little creatures... Uh, find totems of our civilization that they consider to be important? That's what's implied. Okay. Yeah, is it supposed to be, like, extremely post-apocalyptic? That's the implication. Yeah. Okay. It's sort of like in um, Horizon Zero Dawn when all of the stuff that you find that people, like, you cobble arrows out of scrap metal and then you look at the scrap metal and it's like a hubcap or something. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be like, ooh, uh, this is a, a shiny amulet, and you look, and it's just like a wristwatch. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 good, like weird situational storytelling. Yeah, solid gag too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, however, is nothing. <laughs> Yoohoo chocolate bottle cap. Great. What is the? No, I like how- it. How is this a pondering emblem? In what way is it pondering? What is it pondering? No, you need to ponder it and ponder what it means, you see. Uh, Alright, here's what um, Captain Olimar says about it. Mm -hmm. There are many things I've encountered on this planet that defy explanation. According to the ship's analysis, this object is extremely valuable. Maybe I'll buy it. I'm not so sure, though. I get the feeling that the ship is swindling me. Nah, the ship would never scam me. I'm the captain. And then to try and sell it to him, uh, the sales pitch is, one glance and you will sit for hours trying to decipher the ultimate purpose of this item. Therein lies its value. It is actually a guide to the world of deep thinking. Mm, That is very deep. That's very zen. Like, you could find uh, uh, the ability to reflect on life in a puddle. Yeah. So this is, uh, you get scammed into thinking that this is a pondering meditation device, but it is just a Yuhu cap. That's a good joke. It's just such a weird specific thing that these descriptions could apply to literally any physical object. Yep. Yeah. 
I'm I mean, like, it. it's not like, if it was a bottle cap that just said Yoohoo on it, I could see you being like, what does this mean? Where did this come from? But it says Yoohoo chocolate flavored beverage. So, like, it says what it is on it. <laughs> That's fine. I'm fine with it. I think that enhances the humor. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I feel like Pikmin had a sense of humor that I would rate as terrible. Does everyone <laughs> agree with this? I never played it. I, never I mean, played I never either, played so. it either, but I hate Olimar. His character design is so hideous. Yeah, he's bad to look at. I agree. Okay, I got a random page, and my <laughs> random page was Mega Goomba's Ladder Leap. Ooh. Which is a mini game in Mario Party 10. The you know worst Mario Party game by a significant margin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't need a ladder if you're that weird tall Mario. <laughs> right? True. Instead, you can just use your weird long arms to tickle Goomba under the chin until he falls in love with you. (laughs) Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) Um, No, uh, okay, Mega Goomba's Ladder Leap is a boss minigame in Mario Party 10 for the Wii U. Players climb ladders to jump on top of Mega Goomba's head, and by doing so, earn points. The end. This is not a minigame. This is just a bad Mario game. (laughs) No, it's a mini game in Mario Party. All of them are just what if Mario was uh, ten seconds long and kind of bad. <laughs> yes, I mean I guess that's true, but like usually they have one layer more abstraction from the core gameplay loop of Mario than this. This is just jump on this Goomba's head, but do it a bunch, I guess. It's one layer removed because you have to climb a ladder to be able to jump on its head. <laughs> that's that's nothing. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yep. It's fun, though, to look at. That's the thing Nintendo always does pretty good. This Mario-related article is a stub. Please help by expanding it. How could we possibly expand it? (laughs) What more is there to say about Mega Goomba's Ladder Leap? And we aren't even allowed to edit this wiki without signing in, because I got some things to say about Mega Goomba's Ladder Leap, but I'm not allowed. (laughs) Yeah, you've been censored by Big Nintendo. How is this not a violation of my freedom of speech? (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Anyway, I got a random page. Did I put put it in the chat? I did, yes. Uh, Call of Duty World at War. I can't believe they made a Call of Duty game for a Nintendo console. Yeah. Yeah, they released a bunch of them for the the Wii and the DS because those systems were extremely popular. (laughs) Call of Duty World at War is a DS and Wii video game released in November of 2008. Takes place in World War II. Much to fans' disappointment after the previous release, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare took place in current times, albeit featured in a fictional war. It's a lot of editorializing on this page. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say, I don't like I don't like one all of the errors in grammar and two the editorializing. <laughs> I do think it's pretty pretty brazen of this uh, author to think that people needed to explain to them that Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is set in modern times. Yeah. It's in the fucking title. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe this is the level of uh, distance that Nintendo might have been comfortable with for a war game that it happened during World War 2. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it feels like it might be. I think Modern Warfare had a DS version. How weird. How is it... I've always felt that the only kind of war games that I'm comfortable playing are ones that are set a long time ago, and especially if they're ones where I can specifically shoot Nazis, Mm. because Modern Wars, almost all of them are shades of gray in terms of, like, is it okay that I'm shooting this 
person of color who is probably just trying to defend their homeland. Sounds like you should play Spec Ops The Line. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> what? That, that's that's the a... game where you shoot the people and then the game's like, don't you feel bad about it? <laughs> Isn't that the one where it famously ends with you doing a war crime on an entire population? <laughs> I don't know, I didn't beat it. <laughs> I think the final decision you make is whether to pour white phosphorus on the entire population of a country. <laughs> Jeez. Well, and you, if you decide no, somebody else does it instead. Mm, <laughs> yeah, but you I didn't think. cross that spec ops the line. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matt, I kind of agree with you, but I don't like that these games have come out within the lifetimes of people who fought in World War II, because that seems extremely fucked up. Yeah, I would be fine if these were Civil War games and you could shoot Confederates. Ooh, that would Same be fun. Thing. Oh my yeah. god, can you imagine if they made a Call of Duty set in the Civil War and every time you shot your gun you had to stop for 30 seconds to reload it? <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. there's a reason why they don't go back any farther than World War One, and only go to World War One very rarely. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think another big reason is uh, soldiers weren't trained for a lot of those other wars, and that's why there are so many, so many casualties to a horrific degree, even up to World War One, really. Yep. Yeah. Uh, war is war is bad. Yeah. It turns out. Good God, y'all. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Great yeah. Guga Muga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you click in the jungle, uh, you can you can see the cover art for the DS version and the Wii version if you click in. On yeah, the... I did. do that, but they're the same, so I didn't mention it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that I they both have the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection logo on them. It makes me nostalgic. <laughs> yes, that's um, good. There's, there's a menu at the top here called Games, and then if you go down, there's an option to, to browse by genres. Mm-hmm. And I clicked through, and it's got a list of all these genres, so I was like, okay, I'd like to look at a list of the Nintendo role-playing games. So I clicked on role-playing games. It did not bring me to a list of Nintendo role-playing games. Instead, it brought me to a definition of what a role-playing game is. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm I'm Um, clicking on it now. It brought me to the category role-playing games. Now, yeah, yeah, and it just defines what role-playing games are. Oh, no, I'm in the category page, which is just a list of role-playing games. Really? That's not what it did for me. Did you do the thing I just said to do? Uh, I went to games, clicked, clicked genres, and then clicked... No, 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 no. Menu games hover over genres oh. and then play role-playing games. Yeah, yeah. I see. Interesting. Yeah, is it? It's not really. It just tells you it stands for role-playing games when something's called an RPG. At the, at the bottom, game list. Yes, I know, Jeff. Why not all? Why is all not an option? Yeah. I just I just want to know every first-party Nintendo role-playing game. I'm going to click on list of N64 role-playing games because there were like three. Quest 64 ruled. Just kidding, that game was so bad. <laughs> it was so good to see 3D for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> that yes, was pretty true. fucking amazing. You walked around they, a poorly rendered polygonal hill, and you could, like, see the other side of it. Yep, they put They put Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on this Yeah, list. can we have this serious conversation? If you no. call Legend of Zelda a fucking role-playing game, I am done with you forever, and I hope you die. Yeah, those are. What is um, the uh, distinction for you? I understand what you're saying, and I also would call it an adventure game. But what do you think the distinction is? Gotta have math. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need to have things like turn-based fights. uh, 
Not necessarily, although that helps. Okay. Turn. I think that it's sort of a. It's it's a. It's not any one element, but it's a collection of elements that makes it up to feel like a role playing game. You know, when like, you see it. <laughs> yeah, things like equipment and like having members in your party and the the advancement mm-hmm. of skills and things like that are mm-hmm. very important to me. See, I would say something that makes a role playing game. And a lot of these don't have it, so I don't know what, I, what I'm what i really getting at here. But the option to choose which type of person you're going to play. Yes. Mm. That, well, mm, interesting, though, because some of my favorite role-playing games, like Earthbound, you don't really have that option. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like even I don't know what I'm getting at. But I feel like a role-playing game should have that choice. The thing Here's is, the, I, the, there's sorry. an issue of terminology. Mm-hmm. So the the reason why we call games with numbers in them role playing games is because when they were releasing Dragon Quest, the guy who made it was like, I'm trying to do like a like a Dungeons and Dragons type yeah. of thing. You can think of this as RPG light, mm-hmm. and the name stuck to all games that copied Dragon Quest. Yeah. But like, I, I don't see any connective tissue between Dragon Quest and Legend of Zelda. Neither do I. Yeah, okay. that's the thing. Fine. And um, for me, it has to have leveling up. At least now, with most role-playing games, and this maybe would apply, you get to choose who is in your party. So that yes. in that way, you're kind of taking on a role, whereas Link is always just Link. Now, that all having been said, we've had this conversation. Now I would like to say, how fucking good would a Legend of Zelda role-playing game be, yes. though? Yes. Why the mm. fuck haven't they done that? Yeah. Holy shit, that would be good. <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty yeah, cool. It would be pretty amazing, especially with all the new characters they've introduced, like in uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, uh, new characters who are on Link's level. So, like, if you were tra- if you were if you said it in the past and you were still training and you were able to train with those uh, other champions, that'd be fucking great. All right, I'm re-downloading my copy of RPG Maker right now, <laughs> and I'm going to make a Legend of Zelda role-playing game. All okay, right, here we go. Well, who's going to be can't... in your party? Are you going to have the other champions, or are you going to bring in other people? Is Zelda going to be in it? Uh, yeah, definitely Zelda, and the yeah, champions, sure. also like Midna and... Um, uh, Ganondorf. Ganondorf, um, yes, for sure. A new, a, new, uh, <laughs> a new character who's like a little cloud guy with pants on. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, they made... Um, what was that Hyrule Warriors game? There were like oh, twelve yeah, playable characters in that. Okay. So I'll just copy that. Linkle was she in that one or was she in a different Yeah, one? she's from that one. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I was uh the, the only actual like R- like normal RPG uh that came out outside of Japan on the N sixty four was Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah. And something called Aiden Chronicles the First Mage, but I'm not willing to say that that is definitely an RPG. What's so weird is that in the section Games with Role-Playing Elements, one of them is Ogre Battle 64, which I would say is way more of an RPG than most of the ones on the first list. A strategy game with RPG elements? Yeah, that's called a strategy RPG, dog. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Harvest Moon 64, I would even say, is more of an RPG than Ocarina of Time. Yes, agreed. Yeah. At least you play it from, like, an isometric perspective, which is aesthetically similar to RPGs. Yep. Was there games, a good, were there any good GameCube role-playing games? Oh, there was that, um, what was the... the... Batankaitos. What's this? 
Batten Kaitos was the one where uh, it was like a card RPG. Oh, yeah, that game it, ruled! Yeah, it went off the real-time <laughs> clock, so if you got like a card that was an apple and you waited a couple days, it would become a rotten apple. <laughs> that sucks, like, if you didn't, if you didn't use it for a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a Fire Emblem on um, GameCube. Oh, yeah, Path of Radiance. Oh, man, X-Men yeah. Legends on the GameCube. That game was uh. awesome. You can do a pretty good X-Men um, RPG, huh? Lots to choose from. They did. X-Men Legends on GameCube. Was it good? It's like yeah. an action brawler <laughs> RPG, though. I mean... A turn-based, like, traditional one would be really cool. That's what I want to see, yeah. That's true. I mean, Build your party based on their powers? Yeah. X-Men Legends was just the laying the groundwork for uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, really. Yeah, that's true. Uh, did you play Ultimate Alliance 3? I did. It's... Eh, not yeah, that's fine. Man, I think it would have been... They really didn't differentiate the characters, like, fucking at all. Yeah. I think it would have been more fun if uh, I was able to play it with other people. I mean, we could all get on- get online and play it if we wanted to. <laughs> all two of us. Yep. <laughs> is Pokemon an RPG? Yes. yes. Okay. Pokemon is one of the most RPG-y RPGs that there is. Yeah, yes, I also accept it even though your main character is just one person because they're not the one doing the fighting. Yeah, yeah I would say party. I would say your main character is Pikachu. <laughs> your mm. buddy Pikachu? Yep. Now I would say your main character is Charmander. Mm. Yep, you made a you make a good argument. <laughs> Thank you. Well uh, Tales of Symphonia was first released on the GameCube. That game is great. It's weird that they have a list of 3DS role-playing games, but not Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, or Nintendo DS. They, they're waiting for you to come in and fill in that list. Yeah, yeah. you gotta do it. Mm, they'll get mad at me for not putting Link's Awakening on the list of Game Boy <laughs> RPGs. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Are we done talking about Nintendo inexplicably? I, so. I just want to we... read stuff. I don't want to say things anymore yeah. is the problem. <laughs> I want to go like read the history page. <laughs> Does this mean that we're not allowed to ever talk about Nintendo again on this? Uh, no, no, let's podcast? not go Are you proposing ending the show permanently? <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> oh, you know what? This is episode 64 and we got the Nintendo wiki. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> oh, shit. That it's like we planned good. this. <laughs> People are oh, going to start, there's going to be a conspiracy theory online that people are going to think we fixed this. Yeah, all two of our listeners are going to argue about it. <laughs> yep, it's true. <laughs> so everyone choose if you're pro or con our compar- conspiracy <laughs> right now. Okay, um, well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends all about it, and uh, that would be very helpful to us. Also, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod, or you can uh, find me on Mastodon to get an invite to our Discord. I'm on Mastodon, at MattHeron, at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.cloud, slash at JK. Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK. Twitch.tv slash JeffJK if you would like to watch me play Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> it's maybe only ever going to be Spider-Man forever. Uh, well, uh, I feel like I'm not even halfway through the story um, because <laughs> I spent two and a half to three hours last night going around and finishing getting all the backpacks and pigeons. <laughs> um, 
which, oh boy, I love a game where you could just, where it's fun to traverse the world, yep. and there's just a bunch of little things to go get. Yeah, that mm-hmm. game is very good. I should play it again. I feel like I got close to the end, and then I was like, now there's only story stuff to do, and I don't want to do it. Yeah. I will probably move uh, on to Horizon Zero Dawn when I finish this, because I'm like halfway through that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or I- maybe I'll dip back into Death Stranding or Jedi Fallen Order. I have a lot of games to play. Yes. Fair enough. Is that you done talking about your thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about video games. <laughs> Forever? Okay. No! Oh, <laughs> you tricked me! I've, yeah, I've trapped you with this genie's curse. Aw, <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, you can find me online to talk to me at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Alright guys, well thanks very much for listening. Please stay home and play, play safe. Stay safe and play safe, I guess. Yeah. Sure. It's... It's our, it's my world. You just play in it or whatever the fuck. We is. would like to play. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the from the Wii commercials. I don't oh, remember that. Okay, I don't remember that either. <laughs> oh, really? Two, uh, two like Japanese guys in business suits would show up to someone's house with a Wii and be like, "We would like to play." Oh my god! And then they'd all play Wii together. This sounds like the plot of the movie Us. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was a strange time in video games. (laughs) I still remember, like, reading in the middle school library out of... This is, of course, a little bit before the Wii. um, But reading EGM, and it had the ads for, like, wireless controllers where there's a dude giving birth to a controller. (laughs) Oh, Jesus (laughs) And it's, like, connected under the, like, blue sheet by a really gross umbilical cord. And the the ad was like, cut the cord with Mad Cat's wireless controllers. I was like, this is for children. Uh... And another one was a skeleton holding a Game Boy in it said don't forget to eat and it was an ad for the game boy <laughs> oh no that's actually it. radical <laughs> yeah that's very really good that's like the share zone level ad <laughs> imagine thinking that you could play game boy long enough to skeletonize without changing the batteries mm, well, i love it all right so anyway please <laughs> oh man i just sorry i just fell in a really deep nostalgia hole in my brain yeah, yeah. just yesterday i was thinking about how the sega commercials would always have a Sega! Cre- creepy voice goes, Sega! At the end. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, no, I remember the later ones where it was just someone screaming Sega. Yeah, yeah I know that. They were both bad. <laughs> they were both bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all we right, d- guys, we well, never got in America Sagata Christ, Jeff, <laughs> Don't <laughs> drown. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about Sega now. <laughs> Sega Wiki, here we go. <laughs> Two in a row. <laughs> all right. Now, thanks for listening. Please come back next week. In the meantime, now you're playing with power. Um, uh, uh Shrek pockets on it. <laughs> uh, I'll do it again. Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you didn't do one for Nintendo. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Um uh, it's too late. Thank you thank you so much for to playing my podcast. <laughs> no. Now my body is ready. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, I'm going to read you guys the slogans for all of the Nintendo consoles. Yes! Are you ready? Yes. Oh, man, NES. this is definitely going after the show. <laughs> NES, now you're playing with power. Yay! Super NES, mm-hmm. now you're playing with power. Super power. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. It's a good switch. <laughs> Nintendo 64. Get Now it. you're playing with 64 power. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, no, N64 is get in, get N, or get out. Yeah, I remember when they started to be tough, and I was like, I don't like this. I don't yeah. intend it to be tough. Don't bully me, Nintendo. <laughs> Everyone else does. Uh, GameCube is born to play. Mm, no thanks. That's, I don't know. Okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, Jeff is right. The Wii slogan was, we would like to play. Creepy <laughs> as hell. Uh, Wii U is how you, how you will play next. <laughs> That's a threat. <laughs> I guess it's it's nonsense. How you will play next? Okay, I guess. Yeah, Game- the Wii U was a disaster error for Nintendo. Yeah, Game Boy. Now you're playing with power, portable power. Yay! I okay, <laughs> cool. Game Boy Advanced. Who are you? <laughs> How did you get in here? What? <laughs> what happened to Game Boy? What, <laughs> what is that? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. No, it was a real, like, uh, turn-of-the-century attitude thing. Was, like, the notebook really big at the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the era where we redesigned Sonic to have those, like, grinding shoes and, like, be yeah. hanging tan, and probably he says, like, hell or piss once in a while. <laughs> He's wearing so a Nintendo was So Nintendo has their Game Boy come in and be like, hey, I'm Bart Simpson, who the hell are you? Are you telling me that the full slogan is, who are you, question mark, and then piss, period? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? The other day, I was so disappointed that I think because of where it fell, uh, Jeff cut it out. But Jeff kept saying the word piss, and then <laughs> Matt, you and I mentioned uh, thrift shop and how he says piss in that, and Jeff didn't know that and got so upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, okay. Virtual Boy, 3D game for a 3D world. Oh, no. Don't do that, Nintendo. Yeah. Well, Rest in peace, Gunpei Yokoi. I would pay 1,000 American dollars for a Virtual Boy right now. <laughs> I don't think they are that much. You can get one on eBay. <laughs> I don't know. I tried looking for one a few times, and they, they are impossible to find. eBay.com. I, I bet you can get it with all of the games released for under $100. <laughs> If that's true, I will buy one today. I'm not joking. If you find that for me, I will buy it right now. Mm. Um, okay, Nintendo DS. Touching is good. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, no, Nintendo DS was really perverted. <laughs> that was the horniest game console. Yeah. One of the launch titles was this, like, I don't, like, mini game collection, but the plotline was really horny, and it was called, like, uh, Feel the Magic. Oh, God, I kind of remember that. I think it was called Touch Rabbits in Japan. Oh, no. Okay, uh, Nintendo 3DS, there's no play like it. Okay, that's all right. It's kind of more. It's, it's like, it seems like a turn of phrase, but that, from what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's boring. Like, it feels like it already fits in with your life, but it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, and Nintendo Switch is Switch and Play. I've never heard that. Yeah, same. Huh. I think because as soon as you see the beginning of the Switch commercial, anyone who is going to buy it is like, oh yeah, I'm sold. I would absolutely get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah. 
put it in a little thing and make it be on the TV? Yeah, for sure. I got it already. I don't need to hear your slogans. They should have made it, now you're playing with power, switch power. <laughs> that been no, that's good. too horny. <laughs> Uh, it was only this month that I found out that when you're holding the uh, Switch out of its console, the, the dock, and you put the uh, controllers in, it makes that click sound that it makes the commercials. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. only ever use it on the TV, so I never mm. heard that mm. before. I always wondered why it made that sound in the commercials, because when you put it into the little uh, handheld thing, it just makes a regular plastic click. Right. That sound is such good branding, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very smart. Um, I found a Virtual Boy with Controller Games AC Adapter for $355. That is more than I thought it would be. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. And most of them don't come with any games. Like, the cheapest one I can find that's the whole console with no games is a, is $275. Damn. Damn. This one's $355 and it comes with, um... Mario Tennis, that was the only game. Golf? Japanese Import Baseball, Telero Boxer, Wario Land, American Baseball, and Tennis. So anyway, yeah. um, I guess I'll stop recording now. Oh, yeah. Okay, same.